This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, um, we're going to be talking to uh, the daughter of Meyer Lansky, the mobster. She has a book called Daughter of the King. Uh, Her son, uh, I'm familiar with and kind of friends with from Tampa, uh, and that's where uh, a lot of this uh, took place. And I'm hoping that uh, we get uh, my man Scott Dietschy on because they're giving tours in Tampa now uh, called the Mafia Tours. Uh, And it's really kind of cool what they're doing, uh, giving the tours. And Scott has written numerous books about the Mafia and specifically about the Mafia in Tampa. And I'm fascinated by our fascination and my fascination in particular with the Mafia because they're not. Well, they're not really good guys. And we know they're not good guys. But we've become uh, we've become like they're these great men and some women, but mostly men. And yet they're not really. They're bad guys. You know they're bad guys. Right? Of course you do. You do. All right, so let's talk a little bit about The Walking Dead for just a just a reminder. Uh, the Walking Dead, uh, f- the new one, started last week. Podcast is up. Um, I want to like these people. They give me no reason to like them. They give me no reason at all to like them. Uh, very difficult to like them at all. So I just can't wait for The Regular Walking Dead to start. And we'll live with Fear the Walking Dead and we'll kind of say, oh, that's great, uh, wonderful, no problem. But um, you know what? Uh, No. Uh, No, we're not going to be doing that. We're just going to live with fear. And they're just – I don't know what their deal is. I think really what their deal is is that they've decided that we didn't really want to do this. They made us do this because it was in our contract. So we're just going to do enough to make it kind of good, but not really. And so when they say, hey, it's really not that good, we can say, what do you mean it's not that good? Sure it is. No, we're going to have to cancel it. Oh, no. Please, no. You mean we just have to focus on the regular show and not the others? No, please say it isn't so. I'm hoping that that's the case. Because if it's not, then I'm very disappointed in them. Very, very disappointed with them. All right, so my man Scott Ditchie, Cigar City Mafia, The Silent Don, Balls, The Everything Mafia Book, Green Collar Jobs, Rogue Mobster, 
Those are the books that the man has under his belt so far. Scott joining us on the broadcast. Scott, first of all, what prompted you to get involved in writing about the mafia? And do you write about them because you love them or you want to prove that they're not really good people? Um, well, I grew up in Jersey, so that's the answer to the first question. <laughs> uh, um, just uh, always a fascinating topic. Uh, you know, I grew up, my mom loved the old Cagney, Bogart gangster films. Um, right. And really, yeah, really after I saw, you know, I grew up outside New York City, so it was always on the news. Like, I remember when Paul Castellano was shot, you know, when Gotti was big in the in the mid-'80s uh, when I was in high school. Um, but after I saw Goodfellas is when I just started doing some reading and research, and uh, I'd moved to the uh, to St. Pete uh, near Tampa at that time, and uh, started doing some research on the mob and just got fascinated. Um, I don't really uh, – I think it's more of a fascination of, of their uh, their impact of history in the United States and yeah. uh, how it influenced pop culture. I don't necessarily – um, try to come down on either side. You know, I'm not a mob fan groupie in that sense, but um, certainly it's kind of interesting how they became so powerful in this country. And I, I think not only how they influence pop culture, how they influence um, the way law enforcement is, the way law enforcement approaches organized gangs now. And as far as them being not nice guys or nice guys, yeah, you know, I, I've met quite a few over the years, guys that have been in witness protection or have left the light of guys that may or may not still be involved. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, some of them are just gamblers. Some of them, you know, really a lot worse. But it, it, it's just kind of a fascinating piece of, of not only American history, but each of the individual cities where, where the mafia is active, uh, we'll take in Tampa, for example, uh, very influential in a lot of the, the major historical milestones in the formation of the cities. Well, speaking of Tampa in particular, you're now a part of uh, the Mafia Tour of Cigar City. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I'm familiar with a lot of the areas because, you know, I spent a lot of time in Tampa Bay. And I spent a lot of time with uh, a few people who were, you know, around that area and around the people that were involved. So I kind of have a, a, you know, a rough draft of what's going on. But your tour... Yeah, in Tampa is showing us what exactly? Well, it's a walking tour of Ybor City, and for your listeners that are not familiar, actually, uh, Ybor is kind of a really interesting area of Tampa. It's one of the yeah, oldest sure um, Cuban communities in Tampa. So it was founded with the cigar industry, really, and it's it's Cubans, uh, Sicilian, Spanish uh, section of of Tampa. Still retains a lot of the old brick buildings and the ornate wrought iron architecture. Yeah, and it was always also kind of where the mob in Tampa and organized crime uh, kind of got its start, the genesis. So it's a walking tour of the neighborhood, showing the old nice. gambling halls and places where guys were were whacked <laughs> and other points uh, <laughs> of interest. Who's the uh, now? I, I mean, I, I'm asking for the audience. I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but who's the uh, the biggest? Uh, uh, mob head to come out of Tampa? Um, well, probably the, the most well-known is Santo Traficante. Um, but the, actually the first big mob boss uh, wasn't a Sicilian. It was a uh, guy by the name of Charlie Wall. Uh, they called him the White Shadow because he dressed all in white. And he was kind of an interesting figure. He pretty much ran the rackets up until the early 40s. And uh, he was um, not a street guy by any means. He was related to some of the more prominent, um, powerful local Tampa families. Um, but after he 
started fading from the scene, the, the Traficante, Santo Traficante Jr. really became the dominant name in organized crime in Tampa. And then, of course, his affiliations both with uh, the casinos and pre-Castro Cuba and many conspiracy theories around the Kennedy assassination and yeah. such really kind of kind of made his name a little bit more pop-culturally relevant. Um, when you talk about uh, the tours now, is are, are, there, are there places still um, up and running? I mean, when we talk about some of the buildings and some of the places that uh, uh, house the gambling houses in Ybor City, um, while the Ybor still holds some of its uh, its charm, a lot of those buildings um, are really no more, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, Florida doesn't do a, a great job at, at uh, maintaining its history. I know, uh, a lot it's of too it bad. Was, was torn down. Um, but there are still buildings. You know, they have the Columbia Restaurant. There are still places at a restaurant or bars now that were around back in the 30s that served different purposes back then. Um, so it's kind of a mix. I'd say about over half of the buildings still exist, and certainly a lot of the nice. locations, uh, corners where where these places existed or are there. So. All right, so if I'm if I'm in the Tampa Bay area and want to take a, a mafia tour with Scott Ducci, what do I have to do? Well, if you go to Cigar City Magazine, which is a local history magazine, and you click on the events tab, uh, it has our dates. Uh, we usually do it about once a month. But we also do private tours. I do other type of events. And, and we tend to, uh, tonight, for example, is my first tour. Uh, after taking a summer off, because for those listeners that don't know, walking around Tampa in the middle of the summer, <laughs> not, not really great. <laughs> for, uh, it gets, gets pretty. Uh, uh, yes, it does. And I under, you know, just uh, just as a point of reference, Scott, um, I live in North Texas now, and uh, it's really hot here too. So I understand. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we do them once a month. Usually, like I said, the end of August, beginning of September. Tonight's our first one of the, the new season, if you will, and it nice. runs usually to the beginning of May. So, um, what are you, are you working on? Anything new uh, as far as uh, something that we can look forward to to learn about the yeah? Mafia well, these I, days? I just yeah, I just released a book uh, back in November last year called Cocktail Noir, which was which was kind of an interesting, it's a bar table book with a lot of cocktail recipes and stories of favorite drinks and bars of uh, crime writers and gangsters. So that, okay, so, that was kind of a cool book. Uh, I, yeah, I'm looking forward. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have to get it. I was looking I here uh, in the near future. I was going to be talking to uh, Sandra Lansky, uh, daughter of the king, yeah. uh, who yeah. is, uh, you know, lives in Tampa Bay. And I'm familiar with her. Her son and I are, uh, you know, know each other and uh so i'm hoping to have her on the show uh here soon uh to talk a little bit about her life i was reading just i'm like halfway through it it was she's led a, an amazing life and it was all you know due to uh uh meyer lansky who was you know one of the kings and mob kingpins yeah, and I I interviewed Sandy, and she actually provided some nice little anecdotes about Meyer's favorite drinks for a cocktail noir. Yeah, she's really fascinating. Nice. She has some she has some really great stories. Nice, very, I can't. very generous with her time. Um, yep. uh, Scott is you know mob expert, uh, especially uh, when it comes to uh, the Tampa Bay area. But of course, uh, in covering Tampa Bay, you're covering the country. Uh, what happens in Florida is, you know, kicks off around the rest of the country for sure, uh, especially in uh, guess where the stuff comes from. Um, I would say mm, Florida. Uh, what, for, before we get into our fascination a little bit, and, and you know, we all we all are fascinated because there's so been so many movies and television shows that have, uh, 
you know, highlighted what a – on one hand, it shows that they are these, you know, men that we love and we love because they get away with things that we would love to say, oh, I'd like to get away with that too, but not really. I want to live vicariously through them because I don't want to end – in a violent death like they're going to end up in. And in the end, they usually all end up in a violent death. Um, and I'm not sure where that fascination comes from, if it isn't just from pop pop culture. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think certainly. I mean, if you look back even to the early years of cinema, you know, right around the early 1930s, you had gangster movies that were popular. And I, I think it does kind of plug into that fascination where you're kind of exactly like I said living vicariously through this this subgenre of of society that you know goes out all night drinking and gambling you know doesn't have to get up and work a nine to five job you know the the, the nicest suits the nicest cars going out to the fanciest restaurants and in Goodfellas I think Ray Liotta has the line there you know he's like you know now after he's out of it all says you know now I have to live like an everyday schnook and I right yeah that's certainly a that's certainly a part of it. Um, actually, uh, before you're asking about new projects I'm working on, I'm actually working on a history of the mafia in New Jersey that'll be out later next year. And, and um, when you talk oh, about nice. the mob in Jersey, you talk about the Sopranos. I mean, you want to talk about uh, something that's really kind of a, a touchstone pop yeah. moment. Um, oh my gosh! And, yeah, I mean, and look, yeah. you, for as as that as an example, I mean. They tried to, uh, and they and it worked. Uh, turn uh, you know Tony Soprano into this human being with everyday struggles, and yet on the same hand, I mean he's just a bad guy. <laughs> exactly, absolutely. He's just a sociopath that uh, you know wants to rule his part of the world and and does and does it with violence. I mean that's nobody wants to nobody really wants to know that guy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you like you like watching him. Yeah, you know, we all like the, you know, boy, that'd be, that's, that's great. I, I knew he was going to do that. I would do the same thing. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> um, so one of the things that uh, fascinates me with uh, the mob, and especially now, I mean, we, we have a fascination with the mafia, but, and they're, all they are really is a gang. And we have a fascination with not liking gangs, but we like the mob. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure what that, where that distinction came from, except that, uh, you know, gangs, I guess, associated with the uh, prison and mob associates with fine restaurants and partying all night. So it, uh, you know, we're happy with that. Yeah. And you know, that don't think this is a uniquely American phenomenon because, uh, you know, take for, take Japan, for example, they have the Yakuza over there, uh, by far the largest organized crime group in the world. Uh, and they have movies and books and TV shows and about them. Uh, same thing in Russia with Russian organized crime, China with the triads. Um, there's a fascination with this, and I think it has to do with the organizational, almost like a, almost like a shadow government kind of group, as opposed to you know a couple kids on the street breaking into cars and throwing rocks through right. windows. Uh, so I, I do. I think it's that level that they're at, that level of sophistication, where, like you said, it's it's, you know, the Russian mobsters are not only, you know, shaking down store owners and running drugs, but, hey, they're jetting off to Monaco for a weekend on the yacht. Uh, so, right. so I definitely think that you hit on that part of it, and that, that's really the fascination uh, with, what? with that, with a mob as opposed to like a, like a low-level street gang, if you will. We've always heard uh, for years that, uh, you know, the code of silence and once you're in, you're in. 
uh, and uh, you know nobody wants to be the the uh, nobody wants to be the the guy that uh, is uh, telling on anybody. But uh, when, I mean that really changed uh, in you know I don't even know how long ago, but it's been a while now where um, people just turn tail and run and tell everything they know just to stay you know live their own life. Um, when did that change? I think that's, you know, Joe Valachi was the first, like, big mob rat. But, I mean, there always were informers because, you know, this kind of thing about honor among thieves is is kind of overblown because, you know, hey, I'm, that guy's taking my business. I'm going to go inform on the cops on him and get him out of the way. <laughs> you know, that's where it started. But I, but I think certainly over the last 20 years, that code of omerta broke down. And I think some of it might be generational, too, where, you know, the old school guys grew up on the street. The new guys grow up in the suburbs, and the you know the the prospect of doing 20 years in maximum security prison to a kid that grew up in a pretty affluent New Jersey suburb not too appealing. So you'll want to do what you can to to uh, you know, save right, right, and it definitely is not too appealing. All right, so Scott, we're, you're working on the new book on the mobsters in Jersey. Uh, we can go to scottdigi.com. Uh, and you got the mafia tour. I actually, if I had the time, I'd fly in and take the tour tonight. <laughs> I'd love to have you if you come I, back to visit Tampa I, for sure. I, I want to bad. Uh, so you can go to a cigar city magazine, uh, dot com and, uh, click on it's right on the front page and uh, take the tour. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, uh, that's wonderful. When you, uh, when you get the new book, uh, we'll stay in touch and uh, we'll talk about it at length for sure. Uh, Scott, did thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. So there you have, you know, Scott's such a, such a nice guy and I really appreciate him coming on today. But you know, one of the things that, uh, uh, we should talk about how the, you know, I, you look, I spent many years in Tampa Bay, so I'm still fascinated with the Tampa Bay area, but one of the big, uh, you know, gambling games that they had was called Bolito. And it was, you know, that was precursor to the Florida lottery and uh, they probably ran it better than the Florida lottery. Probably made a lot more. I don't know if they made more money, but, uh, in the, you know, per capita playing that stupid game they probably did but we'll have to talk about that game as well it's fascinating uh, how they made their money on that and that was uh, started i think with the from the wall guy uh the white shadow all right we'll wrap this thing up last half hour just around the corner on the blaze radio network this is the jeff fisher show only on the blaze radio network In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.